Hi, you're listening to Brains Fight Back. My name is Max Tanev. I'll be your host for today's show. In this episode, I speak to Dr. Janelle Kim, the founder and formulator for JBK Wellness Labs. Dr. Kim is an expert in East Asian ancient medicine. She completed a doctorate in acupuncture and Chinese medicine and has been working to preserve the medical history of her family lineage while also training with leading doctors and herbologists. Dr. Kim has been formulating with CBD since 2012 and created the first luxury CBD skincare line in the world. This made her an excellent guest to get into all things CBD. In the episode, we discuss Dr. Kim's professional background and family history, the properties of CBD and how it has been historically used in East Asian medicine, how Dr. Kim reconciles ancient traditions with Western medicine, why and how people are using CBD today, industry malpractices, and how to choose a good quality CBD product. Hope you enjoy the show. Tell me your startup will disrupt industries. I'll add you to a list of thousands of other entrepreneurs who have said the same thing and failed. Sure, you believe in your company and its product, but it's one thing saying this yourself and another to have an industry influencer say it about you. And that is the power of digital PR. If you're ready to gear your business towards growth and gain, our sponsor Publicize is a digital communication agency that has helped businesses like yours gain exposure in major online publications for the past decade. And for a limited time only, exclusive to Brains Bite Back listeners, you can receive an SEO assessment as part of your package for any tier of service at no extra charge with this special promotion. To find out more, visit publicize.co slash BBB. Dr. Kim, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much. It's wonderful to be here. It's great to have you on. Um, let's let's kick off with you telling us a little bit about yourself and what you've been doing with JBK Wellness Labs. Absolutely. So I have been in the beauty and wellness industry for almost 20 years now. I started when I was in my 20s as I was studying um, traditional oriental medicine. Uh, the truth of the matter is, before going to school to study traditional oriental medicine, I really believed that I would go down the road of Western medicine. But the thing is that I come from a long lineage herbologists and doctors. So growing up, it was a, a very much a part of my life that I don't think I was aware of until I reached maybe 18 or 19 years old. Uh, and then it started to hit me, long story short, that this world really needs to understand, or at least especially this part of the, the world, I really wished to have people understand the powers of herbal medicine and traditional oriental medicine uh, in such a way that they could really apply it to their life. And integrate it with Western. I'm a huge proponent of both. <laughs> so, so given my lineage of herbal formulas, which means that there are certain herbal formulas that have been passed on for many generations and have been handed down through oral tradition from one generation to the next. And something that I certainly am very proud of <laughs> is the fact that I'm the first woman in my lineage and probably, you know, one of the youngest um, and certainly the only one who has let it out, let these formulas out to the public in such a huge way. And so I entered into the skincare industry, actually, um, because growing up, there were quite a few doctors who would come to my family and ask for certain herbal formulas that ranged from internal doctors, orthopedic, dermatologists. But this one in particular, I sent some formulas for skincare, troubled skin to be exact. 
and she was so blown away by their effects that she she is the one I, I give much credit to. She kind of encouraged me to do something a little more with that. So we started working with brands. I started formulating and creating skincare products. Of course, internal medicine as well, because beauty does truly come from the inside out. And I was grateful enough to be able to help to bring these formulas into, you know, your high-end spas and resorts for seasons with the Carlton Mandarin Oriental, for example, into places such as Nordstrom's and Marcus, and even into your, your natural marketplaces, such as Whole Foods, for example. Then fast forward a little bit. In 2012, my husband, who is my partner, um, he really handles the business side of things. It's very yin and yang. <laughs> um, in 2012, we were, I was pregnant with my first son and realized that I had to kind of think about my role because I couldn't physically do as much work as I had been doing. And I'm grateful for that because we realized that we wanted to focus on our specialty, which was herbal medicine and formulation. And so that's exactly how JBK Wellness Labs began. And JBK is named after my great-grandfather, Jinbo Kim. And so that is why that name exists. It's not, it's not my initials, which sometimes people think. <laughs> so that's a brief understanding of how it began. It's certainly a fascinating story. And can you tell us a little bit about how CBD comes into all of this and how you first learned about its potential and how it's now playing a role in, in the products that you sell with the JBK Wellness Labs? And you, have, and you have a skincare line as well, correct? Yes, we're, we're beginning. I, I work with, uh, I can explain that in a second here, but we really are kind of behind the scenes a lot of the times. Uh, there's many clients who come to us, so I suppose I'll jump right in and explain how that is. So JBK Wellness Labs is a custom or contract manufacturing company, which means that we custom manufacture uh, a wide range of products um, from skincare to dietary supplements to topicals that are really good for muscle and joint health. These are all formulas, again, that have been passed down from in my lineage that I kind of make variations of, and that is exactly what people come to us for. So going back to how we even began in the CBD industry kind of ties into why we even started JBK to begin with. The industry, as I have come to find, skincare, wellness, you know, we always hear of the world is is actually pretty small <laughs> when it comes to, and we're all very connected. And it is a funny thing because, you know, we have never really marketed or advertised, but people began to understand and really respect our integrity and the fact that we are always rooted in our purpose of truly sharing these formulas to help in every way possible to help people. And so um, having been in the industry for some time, we had a lot of people knocking on our door. And that's why we decided to custom manufacture. So people come to us to make their products. And that doesn't mean everyone always knows that I am there, but certainly they come to us because they know we make proper formulations. Okay. So now go to the CBD industry. <laughs> Back in 2012, which in this industry they say is light years away, some of the pioneers of the industry basically came to us because they knew we understood herbal ingredients or powerful active ingredients. And the truth of the matter is, Magda, when someone happened to find our lab, and I say that because at that time we really did, we didn't even have a sign up, to be honest, <laughs> because we are very, we have the luxury of being picky with who we work with because we're very truly committed to always making the very best products with people who do understand and care. So I received a phone call one day from my lab and they said, you know, Dr. Kim, we have the so-and-so here, and they really would love for you to work with his ingredients, CBD or cannabis. And I hung up the phone. I said, no, <laughs> I'm busy, please. And the reason being is because, you know, I come from a little bit of a different angle, if you will, uh, than, than probably most. 
which is that I truly understand because it is part of our traditional Chinese medicine, traditional orange medicine, this herbal ingredient. You know, it's one of the 50 fundamental herbs of Chinese medicine. And this dates back, Magda, I could probably go even further, but you know, 4,000, 8,000 years ago, there's, there's of course, and some will even say 10,000 years. That's a long time to be able to understand an ingredient. But about 4,000 years ago in Chinese medicine, it was coined, it was known to be one of the 50 fundamental herbs. And that's really powerful. You know, this could be a whole podcast in and of itself, but herbs can kind of be broken down into certain categories, your inferior, your middle, and your superior herbs. And so cannabis fits into the superior herb category. So in my family, the formulas that have been passed down to my lineage, we call them bibong. It's a Korean word that's translated as secret formulas. They're so secret, you know, in East Asia, this is more of a commonly understood term that now our side of the world is understanding a little more. But one of the reasons that they are secret is because they work so well. And that's why they've been handed down for so long. A lot of those herbs are in the category of superior herbs, similar like I just explained, cannabis. Is. And what that means is they have very powerful properties, very powerful effects for the human mind and body with little hard side effects. So they're really, they're really incredible herbs in that way. And so now going back, when these, when these individuals first came to our lab, I said no, not because I didn't understand the powerful properties and functions of this herbal ingredient, but because I didn't know what they were doing with it. I didn't know what their purpose was. <laughs> you know, I came from a traditional, strict academic background. And at the time, I didn't think it was appropriate to be, you know, with some of the paradigms that many of us have of cannabis, especially bringing a child into the world and, <laughs> you know, all those things. And that's the honest truth. But then I got another call. They had come back and asked again. And I looked into the company a little bit further and realized that they were truly using this ingredient in the correct way. I saw them helping children at that time, especially with epilepsy or seizure disorders. And I realized, okay, you know, I've been at the forefront of the natural products industry almost 20 years ago. I've been in the forefront of the herbal products industry in this country, you know, in our natural product kind of category. And so I'm certainly not afraid to be at the front of something that is unknown, especially if I know that there's a deep and very good purpose for people. And so I agreed to kind of move forward to formulate with CBD. And I kind of committed myself to making that part of my education. So I speak around the world about the understanding and hope to take away some of that uncertainty. That's, yeah, that's super interesting. And um, I do want to kind of like zoom out a little bit and talk about the, the, the uses of CBD that we're seeing commonly now, like especially in areas like North America. But can I first ask you, you said that the, that cannabis has, was one of the 50 fundamental herbs in Chinese medicine 4,000 years ago. Um, yeah. How was it used and how has it been used as it's been passed down through your lineages? Yes, absolutely. That's a wonderful question. So one of our, it's, he's known as the father of, of herbal medicine, right? The divine farmer is what they, what they call. It's Emperor Shennang. And I always think that's so interesting. You know, I've been studying Eastern medicine for so long and it still never ceases to amaze me. But so I love that name, even the divine farmer, <laughs> because he was one of the very first herbologists to truly look into some of our most powerful herbal medicines and start to, at that time, it wasn't even noted or, or how can I say, like written in a book. It wasn't until many years later that it started to actually be written down. Um, but he was one of the first 
um, through oral tradition at the time, until it was written later, to find this herb. And interestingly, it was used for a lot of the same, of course, the same things that we see cannabis and CBD be use it, being used today. Um, of course, the, the words that they use might be a little different, <laughs> but they use it, for example, for things such as nausea. They use it for pain. In fact, um, kind of fast forward a bit, there's another famous uh, Chinese medical doctor, Huato, and he was known as the first surgeon to ever exist. And, and it's so interesting because before he did his surgery, he used cannabis as a form of anesthesia, which is also interesting because you can see how it very much parallels to our, again, to the properties and functions that we use it for today. Uh, you could also see that use, they use it for certain skin disorders um, and again, for certain tremors. And so the list can go on, but those were kind of the main categories, which again, I repeat myself, but it's similar exactly to what we see it can be most powerful for today. Yeah, that's, um, that's really interesting. So yeah, like going back to, to what I was going to follow up with, how do you see the, the use of CBD within Western societies now? And like, what, what are people using it for? And where do you see it, that it's having the most impact? Yes. So I see it used everywhere, <laughs> you know, and to some extent that makes sense. I will start there because, because it is a part of that superior herb category. And as we know, it works with the endocannabinoid system. And, you know, I'm so pleased. I have to say, I have much gratitude for this, this ingredient and what it's done, because in my time thus far, I have never seen a time where people have opened their eyes more so quickly, you know, as to when CBD first kind of was, was presented. Having said that, you'll see a lot. Uh, I don't think there's any argument that CBD, well, going back to the endocannabinoid system, let me finish there for a second. Because the endocannabinoid system, the whole purpose is to create homeostasis in the body. And that's why I began saying I'm so grateful for that, because that's been a conversation of mine in particular for so very long, and certainly part of Eastern medicine, uh, because it is all about balance, right? Whether it's your skin, whether it's your internal organ systems and how they function, whether it's for pain, the whole point is creating that balance. And it can sound very almost um, not so black and white, but when you really look into this, it is very clear how creating balance within the body truly does help us to achieve you know, ultimate health, beauty, wellness. And so because it's able to create that homeostasis in our body, it could be used for a wide variety of things right? Um, but I certainly stand behind the fact that some of the most important conditions or imbalances that it can help to rebalance are things such as pain and discomfort, are things such as calming the mind for, you know, our, oftentimes you'll see those who have anxiety or panic or have any kind of overly stressed, uh, which seems to be very prevalent right now, unfortunately, it can very have a strong effect. It can have a very strong effect on balancing the mind and calming in that manner. Um, so aside from pain and calming, which are huge categories and can be applied to so much, uh, you also see it very heavily in the skincare industry, which of course I have been kind of uh, at the forefront of the education for all of those categories. But but specifically, I think in skincare, uh, there's been a lot of interest in mainstream. Perfect. And so what are the properties of CBD that make it so conducive to skincare products? So I like to break it down. There's so much, you know, and I feel like one of my most important roles as, let's say, maybe an educator or, or who I am and what I wish to share with the world is to make things simple. <laughs> and so because there's so much behind this incredible ingredient, this incredible herb, I broke it down into three main things. OK, so it is a powerful antioxidant. CBD is a powerful antioxidant. 
And we hear that all the time, that word. And many of us are very familiar with the fact that it's very good for us. But when you break it down, what is an antioxidant? Basically, I like to say when it comes to the human mind and body, that no matter who we are in this world, so long as we're, we are human beings living here, we have to constantly balance with, with everything that happens to us. We can't avoid a lot of things, right? And so what an antioxidant, the way I like to describe it, you know, it helps to fight free radicals, which means all of the, the toxins, the UV radiation, pollution, all the things that are not so great for us. It basically helps to make our body stronger to fight, uh, to fight with, fight against and balance with, if I may. Um, and because that's the most important thing. We can keep, our bodies can keep fighting, but the ultimate goal is to be able to balance with what is there. You know, take in the good things and eliminate the bad things. So it's a powerful antioxidant. So that's really important for skincare and for our internal health, okay? Next is it's a very powerful anti-inflammatory. It has a very powerful anti-inflammatory properties, this ingredient, which again, seems, you know, we usually think anti-inflammatory when it comes to pain or discomfort, but really inflammation within the body can, can be tied to or is tied to so many different imbalances, whether it be skincare conditions, whether it be inflammation of certain organ systems, whether it be inflammation that causes pain and discomfort. So it has powerful effects as an anti-inflammatory. And third, and also very important, it's a very nourishing ingredient. You know, when people come to me and ask Dr. Kim, what, what is the secret to health and beauty? I often say it can be broken down into, number one, you have to have an abundance of, you know, those who understand chi, I'll say that, you have to have an abundance of chi and blood basically nourishing in your body. You know, it's like when we feed ourselves food or drink, drink like lots of water, it's all the good things. We have to know, have an abundance of our, in our body. And so that is a very powerful, that's, that's nourishment. And then secondly, you have to have everything flow properly. And that's the balance. And if you have those two things, <laughs> which seems simple, but it is, um, you know, you have to be very aware and keep it work. Those are very important pieces. So that's why that third point of why CBD is so powerful, I would say, is it's a very nourishing ingredient as well. That's great. Yeah, that's super interesting. And like when it comes to some of the clinical research that's being done with CBD, like you mentioned, obviously, it's uses for for pain and for um, calming the mind, like there have been a number of studies that have shown that CBD can be effective in alleviating anxiety, in helping with chronic inflammation and pain, even insomnia, and also studies that have proven that it could help with PTSD and social anxiety disorder as well. So all of this is so interesting and it sounds really promising. I wanted to ask you as a clinician, what is some of the research that you're most excited about at the moment that's coming out on CBD? You know, it's a funny thing. I see that there, there is certainly a lot of research being done, and I have much respect always for that. I think it is wonderful, the balance of the East and the West, and the Western certainly, and for very good reason, really looks into the research of everything. And I think that it's still... In the, in the very early processes of that, to be honest. Um, we have some of our pharmaceutical companies looking into the effects. Of course, then it's broken down into, you know, the differences between synthetic and natural CBD, which is always, the, seems to be a topic in general. The way I'd like to answer this question, if it's okay, Magda, is that I see that a lot of the research being done is confirming what has been around for thousands of years. And I'm certainly a big proponent of that. I also, given this, moment in time, I think it's appropriate for, for your show in particular, 
um, is the fact that I think there's a fight, there's a good balance between understanding that there are a lot of things out there that this world, uh, particularly this part of the world, is not as familiar with, but there's centuries, it's like time tested. <laughs> and I think that that's, I think we're getting to a place where people are really starting to recognize that. And coupled with our more Western, more black and white, our research studies, clinical studies, which is also so important to help make sure that that everyone's on the same page and that these functions that have existed for so very long are still, are in fact, you know, proven in the way that our Western society likes to see and, and is in fact important. So that, that's kind of what I'll say there without having to get into too much detail because it really is still being, as far as I'm concerned, uh, on the beginning stages. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's very much in its infancy when it comes to the research on CBD, but I do want to dive a little bit deeper into the point that you make when you talk about bringing all of these Eastern traditions that have been around for thousands of years and joining them with um, Western culture and bringing them to Western populations. Like, have you personally or like with your business run into any difficulties or challenges with that, like reconciling the two? Like, I imagine that there are perhaps some people in Western cultures that might look at Asian medicines with a kind of unwarranted skepticism, but then on the other side, perhaps there are people from those populations in Asia that might not want to to give away, you know, the, the bibong, the secrets that they've had passed down to them. Just like, I want to ask if you've had any challenges with that reconciliation between the two. Yes, no, I appreciate that question very much, Magda. And my answer is, I think I'm, I think I'm probably different than than what many may assume in the sense that, yes, have I come into situ situations or, or circumstances where people have, have questioned or have uncertainty or have straight told me no, <laughs> you know, no one's going to like this. You shouldn't be doing this. You better believe it, Magda. Even in the beginning, about 20 years ago, when we started skincare, we started pretty heavily our marketing and our understanding because that, that's where everything was rooted, was in Asian. East Asian, right? The Korean and the Chinese, because I, I don't think I mentioned before, while I am a doctor of Chinese medicine, I, my, my actual, my lineage, a strong part of where I learn a lot of the herbal understanding and wisdom comes from my Korean side of the family. And Korea and China certainly have much respect for each other. Obviously, everything started in Chinese medicine. And then Korea is known to really have advanced, uh, to some extent, um, the herbal, herbal medicine with Dr. Hojin. So having said that, I think that's an important piece that might be interesting. But when I first began, I thought that was a really important thing um, to start to share. And this was maybe 2004, 2005. And I can't tell you how many people came to me and said, no one's going to understand Asian, Janelle. At that time, I was still working on my doctorate. No one's going to understand Asian, Janelle. Maybe you shouldn't do that. And I thought, hmm, okay. And so that's, I think this is a good example to show you with a smile on my face. I said, thank you. And I moved aside and kept going. <laughs> you know, that's the truth. Um, I'm grateful because in my life, particularly my mentors, have taught me kind of the principle of the medicine. And what I mean by that is when it comes to, when I say principle, I mean it's kind of like human fundamentals of the way the human mind and body works. And quite frankly, Magda, it's not, it's not arguable. <laughs> you know, there are things that really don't have any kind of uh, specific opinion per se. What I mean by that is Western and Eastern will agree. We have blood that flows throughout our body. Yes. You know, maybe Western doesn't understand or doesn't necessarily, hmm, how can I say, because they're, they're certainly open to the understanding of chi more recently than ever, but these kind of fundamental aspects of our body and how everything works. And so to me, even if someone in the beginning or 
even still I come across people who might not want to jump on, or maybe as you said, skeptical is a perfect word, uh, these, these different principles of understanding the human mind and body or some of the, the herbal medicine that we have, to me it's only a matter of time that people will become that much more aware of their mind and body, that much more educated, and will start to look. We'll start to look a little further than what they have in front of them. And the funny thing is now fast forward 20 years, I'm seeing that more than ever, right? And I don't think anyone can, can argue the fact that integrative medicine is kind of taking a huge force right now. <laughs> and I'm so happy for that because while I, as I've kind of mentioned a couple times here, I am a huge proponent of Western medicine on areas, you know, of technology and, and even diagnosis and certain treatments, uh, it's so important. But then we have our Eastern and our ancient medicines that really help us to maintain. Why do people wait until they have so much pain? Why do people wait until they're sick? <laughs> Why do people wait until their stress has become anxiety and panic to start to do something about their body? And a lot of time it's because there's not an awareness yet. You don't even feel that you're getting there. But when you start to become more aware of your body, you start to become more educated, just get in touch. You can notice when, you're, when your body's starting to get off balance. And then again, no matter how, how healthy you are, quote unquote, no matter how well you take care of yourself through, through eating properly, through exercise, through breathing techniques even, you know, through trying to keep stress at a lower level, we're human. And that means that we're always going to have to balance with the good and bad, right, within our bodies. And, and that's where I find that Eastern medicine in particular can really step in and it becomes part of our daily life. And so I hope this answers your question, but that's the way I look at it. So um, there's always going to be skeptics, but I don't, I don't find the need to have to fight because I believe in people and humanity and I believe that they, they will come to find more answers and a more balanced lifestyle. Yeah, I think it's great that you don't see it as a trade-off between one or the other and, and you found a way for, for both approaches to, to work in harmony. And the point that you make about Western medicine simply confirming what's been known within these Asian traditions for thousands of years, it's, it's, it's so interesting. So yeah, no, I, I, I love your approach and I think, you. I think you're doing a great thing. I appreciate that, Niger. Yeah. <laughs> Just to pivot a little bit and go back onto the path of, of CBD that we were talking about before, I want to ask you, as someone who is has like insights into the industry in North America, what kind of irresponsible behavior or mismarketing are you seeing with regards to CBD? Because it's not an FDA regulated drug it's obviously still seen as a supplement that means that there are a lot of there's a lot of mislabeling you know i read yeah. a, a statistic that like 60 percent of cbd products were actually found to be mislabeled in terms of the 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 dosage that they contained what kind of behavior on the part of manufacturers and sellers are you seeing that you don't approve of right now yes it's a very good question incredibly important I'll start here, you know, JBK Wellness Labs, my husband and I have been doing this since the very beginning uh, that we started our lab. So even prior, way prior to even the CBD industry, you know, we have been doing this for so long, particularly in dietary supplements industry, let's say, that we have really come to understand and, and know very well all the different regulations, 
uh, things to watch out for. You know, our, our labs are registered properly. These are things that are really good to watch out for. You know, for dietary supplements, you, you are part of an FDA registered lab. Uh, for topical skincare, for pretty much any manufacturing, you follow CGMP, which is good manufacturing practices. You know, we're, we're registered with our, public, our, our state health departments. And so all of these things kind of it, it, it indirectly answers your question, but I imagine it'll lead here. That's the type of thing that consumers should look at. Right. And so now going more towards your question, yes, there is a lot of misguidance, let's say, uh, when it comes to the effects of this herb and, and claims, uh, basically unsubstantiated claims is probably the best way of putting it, you know, and oftentimes it can come from people who want to jump in very quickly. You know, this is obviously a very booming and quick growing, rapid growing industry. And so whenever that happens, people want to jump in immediately. And, and oftentimes, while there are many good companies out there, you know, which a lot of them we work with and formulate with and formulate for, there are unfortunately a lot of companies that just want to jump in to make money quickly. And those are often the ones that do not put a lot of education behind. They do not have an understanding of the dietary supplements industry in general, for example, the skincare industry in general, the topical industry. And so that's where they start making claims a lot of times that are not correct or not accurate. You know, certainly even during this time, you'll see during the pandemic, particularly with CBD, that some people will have started to come out. Of course, it's, you know, almost you could have guessed this would happen, making claims of how CBD can really help to, you know, help this whole virus situation and making claims that really are not completely accurate. And, and that is, will always be kind of an unfortunate part of all of our industries. And it's something that I don't know will ever go away. But again, it goes back to what I just said, when, when people can start to become more educated um, by finding companies that they trust, that they know are registered, that they know follow kind of the guidelines that I just spoke of, um, having experts involved in some way, shape or form to understand, that do understand this ingredient and others out there. It's not just CBD that I see this with. I see this in skincare. I see this in vitamins, minerals, you name it. So, so that would be my answer. Yeah, yeah. I'm just, yeah, I'm just thinking like, I know you gave like a few tips at the beginning of your answer about how people can know that they're buying a high quality CBD product. Do you have any further points that you could add about like, say somebody is, has never taken CBD before, but they want to try it perhaps and they think it might help them sleep or like alleviate some pain they have. What advice would you give them for purchasing a CBD product with regards to how to know that it's quality and um, dosage as well? Absolutely. So, so one part that I uh, was just about to say, so it's perfect timing, is another whole thing to look for is testing. And so I think anyone who has any clue of CBD in, uh, in any of their products, particularly dietary supplements, it's so important, the testing. And it's not that easy, to be honest. Um, that, again, could be a whole other podcast, testing the CBD industry, because uh, the, this industry is moving so quickly, it's hard to have testing keep up, to be honest. It's not, it's not your, it's very uh, complex ingredient to work with, if I may, <laughs> you know. And so when it comes to taking supplements, even our skincare, certainly look at testing. And this is exactly, I, I go back to our, our question uh, just a few minutes ago where Eastern and West kind of really come together. And this is a side where I, I'm so grateful for, you know, our ability to test the ingredients within whatever product you are looking to consume or apply topically, uh, because that's very important. That is certainly one way 
to ensure that you are getting exactly what it is that you're looking for, right? And so when it comes, uh, another part of this is, you know, I'm a strong proponent of natural formulas, effective natural formulas and products. For a long story short, I, I like to say that, you know, we live in a world, as I've mentioned definitely in this podcast so far, where we have a lot to balance with, whether it be toxins, UV radiation, pollution, you name it, all the things that are not so great for us. And so to me, when someone asks me, why is natural, why is using natural products or ingesting natural products so important? To me, it's like our bodies already work so hard <laughs> and they're so amazing at it. Why would we make it any harder? So every time you put chemicals on your skin or, or put chemicals inside of our body, you're just making your body have to work even harder. And so it becomes that much harder to have everything flow properly. And so I say that because that's another really important thing to look at. It's important, number one, to make sure that if they say you're getting a tincture with, you know, 500 milligrams of CBD, make sure that there is testing behind it, that in fact, there is that amount within what you're purchasing, right? Um, you know, higher dosage does not always mean it's better under, you know, that's a very important thing that I like to speak on a lot. You know, uh, I'd like to enter this, this part of my answer by saying, you know, true herbal medicine, if I will and herbal products even, does not mean putting a whole bunch of herbs into a formula and calling it an herbal product. You know, the reason why my lineage has these formulas and they've been passed down, the wisdom behind those formulas comes in the precise dosages. You know, true herbal medicine is like the perfect recipe, Magda. And so that's a really important piece. I often say it's a proper formulation. And so I certainly don't expect everyone to understand <laughs> every aspect of what makes a proper formula. But it's important that that's where you have to find companies and different experts who know how to do so, because that also can make for a more balanced formula that you take or apply topically. And so going back to what I said, you know, higher milligrams does not always mean it's so balanced. It may be totally unnecessary and it may actually not be so great. You know, CBD, like I said, is a superior herb. So it's, it's one that you don't have to worry too much about side effects per se, but there's other things in our marketplace where you do. <laughs> and so it's much more important to have CBD at the precise dosage for the formula that you are taking, oftentimes, if not always, combined with other herbal or other ingredients that can balance that formula. Because when you have a balanced proper formulation, that's when your body can absorb it. And that's when it can assimilate all of the good things. Yeah, that's really interesting that you say CBD is better combined with other herbal products and as part of a formula. What other products would you say um, those would be? I mean, I. I read something about the bioavailability being better if you uh, consume CBD after a fatty meal, but like from from your perspective and from your experience, what are the other things that go well with um, taking CBD to maximize its impact? Absolutely. So, you know, it really depends on the product that you're looking at. You know, for example, and that's another thing, um, CBD is, is that superior herb and, and it's able to bring homeostasis or balance to the whole body. So it can touch on a lot of different conditions or things that you're looking to, you know, help improve. Um, but uh, another side of this uh, along the same lines is when you start to um, combine it with other herbal ingredients or other ingredients, that's where you can really direct the function of the product. Okay, so, so I, I think that's important to note as well. So what I mean by this is, and answering your question, when you take an internal supplement, I don't think I said that before, but CBD is so powerful uh, for sleep, you know, and and something we work with a lot, formulate with a lot uh, to create those types of products. 
But when we're creating those types of products, we do combine them with other, for example, obviously, my background's in Eastern medicine, so I focus on those types of herbal ingredients, which in and of themselves can be so powerful for sleep anyways. So when you start to combine CBD with some of those calming herbs, some of those nourishing herbs, because that's how Chinese medicine looks at sleep issues, um, now all of a sudden you have a complete formula with CBD that, that many who try, if not everyone pretty much, will feel a big difference between taking just CBD versus CBD with something like long run fruit, right? Something even like goji berry, to be honest, because they're very calming herbs. And you said that word bioavailable, that's really important. You know, when you create an herbal formula, again, we have a lot of podcasts here, Magda, that we have, but when you create an herbal formula, it's, it's formed almost to create a perfect delivery system. So when we say bioavailability, that's the purpose to begin with. You know, you have this herb, who does this? It's like a, I always like to visualize it like an army. <laughs> you know, every, every herb has its role. Um, and so now kind of, kind of to close this, but I think a really good example to understand this also is when it comes to skincare. CBD has all those incredible functions, like I said before, antioxidant, anti-inflammatory, nourishing, balancing, right? The three main points. But when you put it in skincare, all of those things are wonderful. But what if you want to have a more detoxifying product, like a charcoal mask? right? Um, then you start, to, you start to add in certain detoxifying herbal ingredients like burdock root, for example, Arctium lapa, for example. And then you have to make that whole balanced, beautiful formula, right? Or you want something that's more for firming and lifting of the skin. And now you start adding herbs that bring chi and can actually ha has, a, has a, how can I say, a characteristic of lifting chi, which also applies to your skin. So that's how it can kind of be broken down. Awesome. Yeah, this is absolutely fascinating. It's It's been a really, really fascinating conversation, Dr. Kim. I think that's a good place to end, but I want to ask you if anyone if wants to reach out to you or get in touch, are they best doing that via social media? Do you have like a Twitter or an Instagram? Yes, absolutely. And, and I, I've certainly really enjoyed this conversation. Thank you for all the amazing questions that you asked. Um, so yes, to reach me, I, I kind of speak on, I say the three pillars of medicine, movement even and, and philosophy um and so probably the best place to reach me is you can always go to jbkwellnesslabs.com i also have my own website which is janellekim.com j-e-n-e-l-l-e kim.com where i speak on those three pillars and i'm certainly on social media really trying to focus on that more and so it's dr janelle kim on facebook and dr janelle m kim on instagram as well as linkedin Perfect. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Magda. And for those who are interested, I suppose, you know, it's important to bring up that from the, on the philosophy side, which really ties into everything because it's kind of the fundamentals. I'm also currently working on a book that um, kind of goes over something called living meditation, which is how we balance with, with our surroundings on a daily basis. That's awesome. Okay. I'm definitely going to take a note of that and, and keep my eyes peeled for your living with meditation book. Thank you, Magda. I appreciate it. Once again, thank you to our sponsor, Publicize. Visit their website if you want to find out more about their PR for growth packages, their free resources, or even schedule a call. And for a limited time only, exclusive to Brains Bite Back listeners, you can receive an SEO assessment as part of your package for any tier of service at no extra charge with this special promotion. To find out more, visit publicize.co slash BBB. That's all for today. Thank you so much for listening. We really hope you enjoyed the show and appreciate any thoughts or questions you might have. Just reach out to us on Twitter at, at The Sociable. 
For any other Brain Spike Back episodes, you can head over to sociable.co or find us wherever you listen to your podcasts.